What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor for thevikingage.com, where we cover the Minnesota Vikings. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Chris Shad, who writes for us here at the Viking Age, as well as Bring Me the News, Zone Coverage, and the Brookings Register. Uh, before we get started today, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe. Really appreciate that. Uh, follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook, of course. And then the audio versions of this podcast are available. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, wherever you get your podcasts. Do not have trivia today, Chris, but I did just think of something that came across my screen. Uh, it's not trivia. Don't worry. Um, but it's reported that the uh, the New York Jets are going to be forced into doing hard knocks this year. Uh, they uh, You can say no, but uh, the NFL does have a rule that can force a team to do hard knocks. I think there's four of them. I think it's the Bears, Saints, Jets, and uh, some other team. I can't remember. Um, but the but the Jets, Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, hard knocks. Are you uh, interested in this at all? I want to see the uh, director's cut of this, just yeah. especially the Rodgers interviews, just see how like wonky it gets. Just like, you know, I was just thinking in Green Bay and sitting in the stars and the darkness and everything else. And, uh, you know, when, when the planets, the Grimlap system align and everything else, and, you know, people really, they don't know about all these conspiracy theories that I had, like 45 minutes of just him going on. It's like, all right, is that what you think about the upcoming season? Uh, that's, <laughs> right. that's cool. No, right, it was always going to be the Jets. And like you said, yeah. teams have the right to say no, but um, the NFL, they protected themselves in this event because they said, all right, you can either voluntarily do it or we're going to make you. And out of the teams you mentioned, what was it? Bears, Saints, Jets, and um, some the, other team that doesn't Steelers? matter. Like, I mean, out of those four, it's like who, I mean, who else were you going to choose? Right. Are you going to go to the Bears? Like, Oh, Commanders. Commanders. That would have kind of been that would have been interesting, actually. Yeah, yep. 
That would have been very interesting. And how much of a disaster it probably is in their like facilities and everything. I think the NFL commanders are like, no, we don't want you in here. I think the NFL is probably like, no, we do not want to show off your facilities that suck. So, oh yeah. Like remember yeah. that that Sean Taylor statue, that statue that they unveiled last year was like a mannequin. It looked like a mannequin <laughs> at a department store. At the te- yeah. they they just took something from the team store and they're like, let's <laughs> throw that in there. They didn't, even, they, had, they didn't even have like like they had the the recent jerseys and the recent all the recent stuff instead of like the stuff that Sean Taylor actually wore. But yeah, that would have been interesting. Jets wise, yeah, I'm gonna be interested, but I'm I'm curious to see. You know, because they didn't want to do it. What are they going to maybe allow to be filmed? What are they going to want taken out and all that stuff? Because Robert Sala, the head coach, was pretty, pretty adamant. He was like, nope, I don't want to do it. And then uh, NFL was like, well, sucks to be because you're going to have to do it. But yeah, it'll be there's there's some other interesting storylines there. Like uh, Garrett Wilson, I'm I'm intrigued by him. He's a good little young receiver. Brees Hall coming back from his his ACL. Maybe Delvin Cook becomes a... a New York Jet because uh, Tyler Conklin has been uh, recruiting him apparently. Um, so maybe that's something. To keep Tyler Conklin's his own like interesting oh, yeah. story too. Yeah, wasn't he like an underwear model at some point or something? Uh, I think of the wrong guy. I think you're thinking of the wrong guy, but he was a basketball yeah. player. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Two totally different things. Yeah, but he was a basketball player at like Eastern or Western Michigan, one of those. Then he came to the Vikings, and uh, I think he was a Central Michigan guy, actually. Oh, jeez. <laughs> of course, in the I middle. Don't know. In yes. The middle. Um, Let me look. But yeah, it, it should be. Inter- it, it'll be interesting to see how much you know what Central people like Michigan, more. Yeah. If people like the the quarterback show on Netflix more, or they they like the or they like Hard Knocks. I think people are gonna like the quarterback show probably more. And that might be interesting if they still run into te- areas where they have to force teams to do hard knocks right. could the quarterback show be a replacement for hard knocks down the road i don't think it will but yeah. that's something you could look at down the road and they like, do hard I, I they know. do hard knocks like in season too and that yeah they haven't, they haven't picked a team yet that's i think made the playoffs then they did the um, the Eagles and Doug Peterson's last year, they did the Colts and they did like the Cardinals last year. See, I think the Vikings were smart by doing this quarterback show because now like NFL's like, well, they did this. So they're going to curry favor, I guess. I, I don't really know the right words for that, but just kind of like, hey, we did this for you. Stay right. the hell out of our locker room. <laughs> That's probably kind of <laughs> why the Chiefs did it. They're probably why like the Chiefs did it too. They're like, hey, all right, here's, here's one year. All right, and I'll leave us alone. It's it's easier to follow one player around than it is the yeah. entire team. Like, right. right. Go talk I mean, to him, Kirk. Yeah, I mean, Justin Jefferson's probably going to be in this quarterback series because, um, you know, he's going to be his top target and everything. Thielen will probably be in, in it too, and, but it'll just be interesting to see, like, what other Vikings are in it. Um, we'll make an appearance. I'm sure we'll see uh, Mr. Chris Boyd in there. Who uh, was uh, the? Was he like the inventor or the guy who came up with uh, the Kirko chains? I feel like he he was the one. Him Chris Boyd, you said. Yeah. Sorry, I was looking up the definition of curry favor because I think I absolutely <laughs> misused that term, but that's fine. I don't think I did anything too. All right. Well, let's get into our on, first on topic. that note. Yeah, let's get into our a very important first topic. Um, so Taylor Swift. Uh, I don't know if you heard of her. She's a uh, Musician? Oh uh, yeah, she uh she performed in front of massive crowds inside. I feel like I'd be like massive, uh massive crowds inside U.S. Bank Stadium uh, this past weekend, Friday and Saturday, I believe. She had 
to two shows. Some of those in attendance uh, for, for one of these shows, either Friday or Saturday, took to social media uh, during the show or shortly after to claim how loud it was inside the stadium. And some even stated that was louder than it has ever been before for a Vikings game. Now, I had a little fun with this on, on Sunday um, when I posted the the SpongeBob mocking meme text uh, along with the sideline view of, of the Minneapolis miracle uh, with the caption, uh, the Taylor Swift concert was the loudest U.S. Bank Stadium has ever been. So um, it was a fun little tweet, but apparently people thought I was pissed about, you know, saying the Taylor Swift concert was louder than any Vikings game. No, I, I, I don't care at all uh, if it was, which it wasn't. Uh, who cares? And if it was, who cares as well? I mean, it was it was a post on Twitter. Not serious at all. Believe me, you know, when I say that I uh, I, I don't give a fuck about Twitter uh, or anything on it. Uh, but but also knows that also know this. If someone tells me to stop doing something, which a lot of people in the replies are like, stop or like delete this. I'm going to dig my heel, heels in like even deeply. That's just how I am. Is it a good quality? Probably not. Um, but that's just how I've always been. Um, but that's why, you know, I, I, today I had a little, another reply with like some actual facts, um, allegedly, but overall it's just in good fun. Apparently not for everyone though. Uh, but this disclaim that, that, that it was the loudest any event has ever been inside us bank stadium. You were in attendance at the Minneapolis mm -hmm. miracle. Do you believe this is a valid claim? First of all, can you tell it's June? Oh. Like after mini camp and between yeah. training camp and yeah. everything else, we're not talking about like previews or, mm -hmm. you know, depth charts or anything. We're talking, well, Taylor Swift was louder than the Viking. Um, like you said, <laughs> who cares? And, and I'll get into I'll get into that a little bit more. But I think we're looking at two different environments if we want to get in this discussion. Oh, yeah. A concert is basically nonstop noise for I don't know how long Taylor played Those for. Three hours, I think they are. She went three hours. That's so long. Yeah, that is <laughs> that's awesome, actually. Well, like, there was like an article in I think like the Wall Street Journal about like, do you take a bathroom break during a Taylor Swift show? Because you know you might miss some of it. It's like, yeah, you're an adult. You should take a bathroom break. You're right. <laughs> You don't, it, it's kind of like when you and I go to wrestling shows, there are certain moments you just know, like, yeah, I don't maybe wanna, there's a song you're like, I don't ah, point, you know, the, I don't folk, point the out, folklore era. Yeah, I don't want to point out which matches they usually are, but uh, usually yeah. it's the same, same one. You, you just know, you, you yeah. hear the theme and you're like, yeah, I'm going to go take away. This. Oh yeah. Um, that's probably the same thing at a Taylor Swift. Uh, anytime concert, you hear the, the Roman Reigns theme, you just get right out of there. And just go yeah. Back. Yeah. Just sprint, sprint to your no seat one, because <laughs> no one will be I, there. I do remember full gear a couple years ago. We were staying, we got there a little late. We were standing in the cod course and MJF's music hit. And I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> we gotta get, we gotta yeah. go. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But, um, like I was saying, a concert's basically nonstop noise for three hours, I guess. Th there's no lull. It's straight music. It's people screaming at full blast, just everything. Football, there's time between plays. There's times where your offense goes three and out for nine straight series. Hmm. Um, there are lulls even before the Minneapolis miracle. Um, you also have different fan bases, like a Taylor Swift's one. It's going to have a younger audience, um, maybe a higher pitch scream, which might raise the decibel level. I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, I, I just kind of thought about all this, but I was at the Miracle Game, as you mentioned, not at the Taylor Swift concert. From the photos, I almost feel 
Like there were more people at that concert the entire time than people who were actually in U.S. Bank Stadium oh, yeah, when the left, miracle right? happened because some people left early. Had to beat and some traffic. people, yes, and some people <laughs> also say that they left early, but or that they didn't leave early, but they did leave early. Mm-hmm. And I was there. I should know. You know who you are. <laughs> um, I feel like a lot of people read Matthew Collar's tweet because he was kind of the first yeah. guy who yeah. brought it up. And every there was a large group of Viking fans that felt like he absolutely took a whiz on the 63-year history of the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> he went there oh, my God. How could that possibly be longer? Then then they're sitting there going like, oh, my God, she got flames. Why can't we have flames? This is, yeah, this is a bunch yeah, of crap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is very it's a testosterone fueled insecurity because it, like you said, who cares? And when you think about it, the Vikings have a lot of connections to Taylor Swift. Like, you know, they have their share of eras as well. Right. You have the purple people eaters. You have the green era. You have the red era. We're in the Quasi era right now. The competitive rebuild era. Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of songs can also relate to Vikings fans. You know, Vikings fans look at the Lombardi trophy and think you belong with me, right? <laughs> Packer fans talk about their four Super Bowls and you go, why you got to be so mean? Quasi referred to Justin Jefferson's contract as a champagne problem. And the Vikings have ripped through more quarterbacks than Taylor Swift has had boyfriends. So oh, no. <laughs> I am swifted out after the weekend. I don't even live in Minneapolis, but I just saw it on my timeline and it looked like everybody had a great time, which is awesome. Like, I don't, I did not see anybody that went to that show saying, oh my God, it sucked. I paid $600 to go see this. Everybody walked out satisfied, which is something that does not happen all the time with a main tenant in US Bank Stadium, should I point out. Let people enjoy their life. That's basically what this whole rant is. Let me, if you yeah. if you want to go to a Taylor Swift show and think it's the loudest thing you've ever heard, awesome. If you've been to the Minneapolis Miracle and you want to say that was the loudest thing ever, but like to sit there and be like, no, this was louder. No, this is loud. <laughs> You're bored because it's June. You're bored. Yeah. So there it is. I mean, I I am not like a diehard Swifty, but I I do have a playlist called T Swift or Riot. So <laughs> I don't know. Do yeah. you? Not 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 my cup of tea. I I I enjoy a few Taylor Swift covers. I will say that, uh, but they're mostly my like metal bands and stuff. So and she's uh. she's also super freaking talented. Let's oh yeah throw that out there too. So yeah. I mean she's been I don't in- know. I think people are just they hear Taylor <laughs> Swift and like I listen to ninety three X and I call into the Power Trip and we make fart jokes and like I'm a guy I don't listen to that stuff and it's like all right yeah cool. It's the same people who have their face melt off when wrestling gets mentioned. Yeah, yeah I went to Royal. <laughs> like the Indiana yeah. Jones meme or something. You mentioned it. The most important part is people had fun, enjoy themselves. It really doesn't matter if it was louder or not. Like that was like I didn't like I posted that thing. It was just like poking fun at it. Like it wasn't even like I was like, no, you're wrong. But we'll say this. I did just write about it for the Viking Age because it is June and it's just a relevant topic. Uh, I did find that the Viking Age, or not the Viking Age, the the Minneapolis Miracle topped out at 120 decibels, according to the Viking, probably during that moment. Um, the Taylor Swift show on Saturday, according to a Reddit user on the official Taylor Swift Reddit page, whose friend is a subcontractor and like set up the speakers or whatever, um, it maxed out at 118 
That's simple oh, math. Here come the Swifties. Simple math. You shouldn't have mentioned that. The miracle was louder. But at the same time, they're both fucking loud. Like, so like, wasn't that big of a difference. It was it's like, no, it's like nobody walked out of there going like, well, that was definitely two decibels higher. Like, yeah, like, yeah. You're not, not going to notice that. Uh, last thing on this. What is the most? Because these, these tickets, these Taylor Swift tickets, I think I looked right before, like, just to see how much they were on Saturday. I think the cheapest was like 800 bucks. It was like behind the stage in the nosebleeds. Yeah. What's the most you've ever paid to attend a sporting event or concert, if you don't mind sharing? Uh, does a wrestling show count? A, a sport, it's a sporting event. Sporting I event, technically. Uh, I spent, oh, how much was it? $700 on my Royal Rumble ticket. But, but, uh, so I went in 2019. Is that Arizona? 2019, yes. Because I'm See looking it? at, I have my, uh, this is, Hang on a second. I got props here. This is going to be great for the podcast. <laughs> I uh, spent way too much money and I walked away. Oh, I got the chair. Which which is awesome. I don't know what to do. It. Oh, it's upside down. But I mean, you know, I don't know what to do with it in my there apartment because like it, it's just there. I have four of them. Okay. But um, yeah, I spent I spent $700. I sat about 12 rows back and I could barely see the ring. I had to, it was very much like the Taylor Swift tickets. Uh, my uh, sibling, actually, she was at the Taylor Swift concert and had the same thing. She was on the side of the stage. It was just like a big thing. And I'm like, I guess you're there. You get to like feel all the energy. But um, yeah, it was the same thing. I would have yeah. spent more to sit closer at that show or even spent less to sit up. But I was going to say sometimes yes. closer isn't always even better because I've sat like um, like almost front row for like a Vikings preseason game. Like I couldn't see anything because the players were huge and like they were just blocking the field. And I'm like, uh, yeah, front row, front row seats at a football game sound like fun, but they're not. Yeah, yeah. But it was, it was still cool. It was still a cool experience because the players were like right there, but you just couldn't yeah. get to watch the Jumbotron. But it was still um, the most. I think the most I've ever paid is actually I'm going on Saturday. My wife and I are going to see Fall Out Boy and uh, Bring Me the Horizon out here. I think we paid around to a total of three hundred dollars. Um, so not not a lot, but um, and I think if I ever go to a Vikings game, I'll probably yeah. Uh, I'll probably splurge, spend up, including flights and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I've always been like, like I could never bring myself to pay what some of those people paid to go to that Taylor Swift show. Like, good for you if you have money to spend. Like, that's on you. But like, if I'm paying that much money, I better be backstage hanging out with the band. Like, I'm not sitting nose to. to I'm not paying eight hundred bucks to sit top of the stadium. I will say the $275 tickets I bought for TakeOver the night before Royal Rumble were even better. And it was a better show because, oh, yeah. yeah, that, that Back was then awesome. Too, that, what was that? Alistair Black? Was he? Was that when he was there? Alistair Black took on Tommaso Ciampa for the oh, title. There you go. And, and that's when, uh, was, was Velveteen Dream still in there before he got in some trouble? I think Velveteen Dream was there, but he did not wrestle. Okay. I remember Johnny Gargano took on Ricochet for the North American Ooh. title. Uh, the War Raiders, as they were called back oh, then, yeah. took on the Undisputed Era for the tag team titles, mm. and that was awesome. 
Um, Bianca Belair took on oh. Shayna Baszler for the women's oh. title. Okay. Can I name the whole thing? I okay, don't know. Oh, and uh, Matt Riddle fought Cassie Ozono, but I was getting a beer during that. See, beer break. We were just talking about it. <laughs> the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, we're going to talk about some Vikings. You know, this is a Vikings podcast. We're 20 minutes yeah. in, so we figured we might as do that. Um, so I think it was, yeah, yesterday I re- I posted a poll on the Viking Age. just came into my mind, as things do when you're just trying to find anything to write about. Um, I posted a poll if the Vikings were forced to only be able to extend one. We know they're going to extend Justin Jefferson, maybe some other people. Um, and they would probably would like to extend both Daniel Hunter and TJ Hawkins. But. If they had to choose between ones, for some reason, they only want to do one and let the other one walk or whatever, who should they extend? So I will simply ask you the same question. If forced to pick between the two, who should the Vikings extend this summer, Daniel Hunter or TJ Hawkins? I went back and forth on this because it's a very difficult question. Obviously, Daniel Hunter is one of the best edge rushers in the NFL when healthy and placed in the right scheme. Mm -hmm. TJ Hawkinson is one of the best tight ends in the NFL, I think, as far as an all-around ability goes. Um, But I landed on Hawkinson, and here's why. Daniel Hunter is a very good edge rusher. He's had some injury history. That He's Mm -hmm. 28 now. He's still very, very good. Mm -hmm. But he's also been on some bad defenses. Like you think of the 2020 defense. Actually, he he didn't play that year. That's my bad. (laughs) Um, That's probably why they were bad. Last season. Yes, but but I mean, you looked at look at what the Vikings are doing now defensively. Mm-hmm. We talked about it last year. It's not really a fit for Daniel Hunter to be that stand up edge rusher. He's better when he's got a fist in the dirt and ready to explode off the line. Um, Brian Flores' defense is going to have multiple fronts, so I'm sure Hunter is going to have more opportunities as a down pass rusher. But um, at the same time. You know, you can always find edge rushers that can get pressure on the quarterback for at, as like a band-aid if you need to. Like there's always mm-hmm. a Justin Houston or a um, Leonard Floyd was out there for a while this offseason. Like you can find ways to kind of patch that together until you find your Daniil Hunter or that guy. When it comes to tight end position, it's either you have an elite tight end or you have one that's just eh. 
Um, you know, maybe it's the fantasy football thing, but I mean, I look at a guy like Hawkinson, he's a fit for what Kevin O'Connell wants to do in his scheme. He's a, he's got great hands. He's an adequate blocker. They added Josh Oliver to kind of open up more of the playbook. And especially in this Kyle Shanahan offense, you know, you would like to have, I, I think it's more of a value to pay an elite tight end than it is to try and draft one every year because they talk about it you're basically drafting them for the next team with the learning curve that tight ends have. So I would re-sign Hawkinson over the two. It's close. It would be one of those things like, okay, I get it. Like if they went the other way, but um, I would say I would keep TJ Hawkinson over Daniel Hunter. Yeah. I think that's what the majority feels, but um, I feel, I feel the other way. I feel, I, I just feel like Hawkinson at this point is more replaceable than Hunter, even with Hunter being what he's old. He's 28. Or 29. Um, it's always funny to me. Like, me and you are like mid to late 30s. And yeah. we're like, that 28 year old is old. Dalvin Cook's got to get out of here. Yeah. Um, I just think more and more over the last few years, pass rushers especially have been have been producing still at a high level, even when they get older. Um, you know, just look at Zedaria Smith last year. I know he, he kind of tapered off the second half of the year because of his knee, but the, that first half of the season, he was, no one could stop him. Um, he was on a tear and he's what 30, 31. Um, so that's, there's that. And there's, there's Von Miller. There's other, there's other examples of that. I think, you know, even someone like JJ Watt, who's not, he's not an edge rusher, but he still was able to generate, you know, a bunch of pressures during his final years with the Cardinals. Um, and then, you know, with Hawkinson, yeah, he's a good tight end, but I feel like tight ends are kind of, they're kind of going down the similar path that running backs are where like, yes, you have Travis Kelsey and yes, you have George Kittle. But um, like, do you really want to invest in that position when it's also one where guys get hurt all the time because of how much they have to do? You can find someone off the street or find someone in the draft in the late round or f- or find someone in free agency and they can catch 50, 60 balls a year. And that's that's what you need. Like with Daniel Hunter, I feel like that Daniel Hunters do not grow on trees. <laughs> uh, I feel like Spielman. Yeah. <laughs> Well, he apparently, yeah, apparently draft D- one every damn year. Yeah, DJ won him. You know, he's just the next coming of second coming of Daniel Hunter. I will say for the case of of extending TJ Hawkinson, I want to say uh, Fox Sports. What's her name? Carmen Vitale or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, she does NFC North. She just posted something about how like in Brian Flores' defense, he's never had like someone finish with double digit sack, which is good if the Vikings choose to move on from Daniel Hunter, which it's, it's just goes so to show you he's able to generate pressure with his scheme more than he is a single player. He, like in, in the past with the Vikings, you had to have Jared Allen on the field on every snap because, you know, he gave you the best shot of, you know, getting a sack. Well, with Flores' scheme, he's going to have cornerbacks coming at you, safeties coming at you, linebackers, you know, guys from everywhere, every angle. He doesn't need Daniel Hunter to be, you know, just put his hand in the dirt and, make a move and, and beat a guy and get to the quarterback. It is helpful for sure. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be like, no, I don't want Daniel Hunter on my team. I don't want him on, especially with all the guys that, you know, they've moved on from. He's got a bunch of a young guys. It would nice. It would probably be nice to have a guy like Daniel Hunter on the field to kind of have someone who's been through some stuff. Um, but, you know, if it came down to it, like, like you said, I would understand either way if, if you picked Hunter or Hawkinson. But at this point, I just feel like you're, it's easier to replace Hunter then like let, like let's say Hawkinson goes down with an injury next year. I think the Vikings offense is still fine. I think yeah. they're still able to do stuff. Let's say Daniel Hunter, they they bring him back and he goes down. I 
I don't know if, if that defense is, is the same. We've seen it not be the same. But in, is in, it good with Hunter? Right. Like well, that's, that's, that's the, the debate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, so I mean, Hunter is great to have. It's almost a luxury at this point. And I get yeah. it. Edge rusher is a premium position. But yeah. you can find guys that can put, especially in this defense, put pressure on the quarterback and just be that situational right. guy. The Vikings just haven't had that money to go get those players because they've been paying aging veterans way too much money. So, right. I, I mean, that's the thing, too. Like, you just don't know with the scheme, too. And then you don't. Another thing, you don't know how long Brian Flores is going to be there. So let's say, like, you extend or you don't extend Neil Hunter and then Flores defense does well. And then he leaves and they, then they switch back to a scheme that's more, you know, plays more to Daniel Hunter's strengths. And you're like, well, that's great, but he's not here anymore. So, like, kind of out of luck. Um, so it's just it's an interesting situation because you the Vikings have to think about their defensive scheme. Like and and how long Flores might be there because if he gets the Vikings to be a top ten defense next year, he's gone. He's out of there. He's yeah. he's gonna be a head coach. Um, which is which would be great for the Vikings because that that would be great if they had a top ten defense. I can't remember. Well, I guess it would be twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen. One of those years. Um, yeah. they had top ten defense. But yeah, like it's it's a very complicated situation, and I don't know. I still feel I think they're gonna extend Hawkinson. I think. Extending a tight end, it's, it's going to be it's cheaper, so they're going to do that. Um, Daniel Hunter thinks just very interesting because like he's in a he's in like a position in his career where like he's not at the end, he's not in his prime, but he's not like terrible either. He's still, I think, I think Field Yates posted from ESPN posted that he had the most pressures on third and fourth down last year. That that's that's significant. Um, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do. Um, lastly, we're going to talk about. Let's see anything else to say about that. Um, I I don't really have too much. I mean, it's, I don't know. I don't think it's an either or situation. I think it's each each is a separate case where you go. Is there anyone else they're going to extend? Are they going to extend like Ezra Cleveland or something like that? (laughs) I feel like his interest in a one year deal or an extension is one sided. I don't know, dude. I'm kind of tossed you around. Uh, I don't know. That'll be, (laughs) that'll be interesting. All right, we're going to move on to our final topic, which has to do with Mr. Elgton Jenkins. Elgton Jenkins. Um, Green Bay offensive guard. I don't know if you've... you Have you seen the Leroy Jenkins uh, meme or whatever? On, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Long, that's, long that's time I, ago. That was the first thing I thought. I thought in my head. I just didn't say it. <laughs> that's right. Uh, Green Bay Packers offensive guard Elgton Jenkins was recently on... NFL Network's Good Morning Football, and he talked a bit about his team, the Packers, and their chances to win the NFC North next season. Here's what he had to say. He says, winning the division is always the standard. Three NFC North titles, it's always the standard in our locker room and in our building. We feel like we are the best team in our division, and we're going to go out there every week, wherever, and show that we are the best team in the division and the best team in the NFC. Chris. Where will the Packers finish in the NFC North next season? This is going to sound like a cop out, but uh, I said top three because I I think I think the top three teams in the NFC North will have at least eight wins next season. Okay, The Packers, Lions and Vikings Um, right now, as far as an order goes, I go Vikings, Packers, Detroit, because I need to see Detroit continue that momentum before I crown them, which isn't like me sitting here going Detroit sucks. I think they're a good team. Just prove I just, yes. I, and of course they have a more difficult schedule this year. They, 
you know, is Jared Goff for real? Is yes, they have their history around them. I think they finished with eight wins. I I'm just not ready to be like the Lions are going to win 13 games under Dan Campbell. Eh, I kind of need to see it. So no slight, just yeah. I, the I Packers think, are the same way too. Like yeah. was la- was the end of last year a because they were hot down the stretch. Remember. Mm-hmm. And then Lions they ran out. the Lions and they knocked him out. Yep. Um, was that the team at the end of the year that on fire team? Is that what they're going to look like this year? Or are they going to look more like they did at the beginning of the season where they're kind of like punched in the mouth and like, holy shit, uh, we're in trouble here. But yeah, because they, they killed the Vikings. It's not yeah, like the at the end of the year. Yes. But what, yep. They weren't shorthanded. They had Kirk Cousins, they had Justin Jefferson and Elvin Cook. They were the wrong side. a slip and slide of yeah. a uh, yeah. field. And yeah, yeah. Not the, the Packers would never intentionally do that. They would never do that. Um, I think they'll be second. I think uh, they're yeah. kind of floating under the radar. Packers have always been solid. They still have plenty of good players on that team. Um, Aaron Jones is still there. They both have AJ a. Dillon, um, Christian Watson, <laughs> second coming of Randy Moss. Yeah. Um, Jordan Love. I'm I'm curious to see because he's when he's played in the past, like he's, he's looked okay. I think he played against the Vikings, uh, in the, in the end of that game there. And he looked okay. Yeah. Um, just full season wise. You're always, you're always curious. Um, so second, I think. And then I just think the Vikings are going to still win the division. I don't think, I don't, I don't believe in the hype in the lions. I can see the lions finishing fourth. I can see the bears overtaking mm-hmm. them. And I can, I could even see the bears finishing second. I think, I think they have a lot of good pieces. They've had a lot of good players this year too. So, I could see that happening. It just all depends on uh, how Justin Fields plays and if he can stay healthy. Last question. Matt LaFleur, head coach of the Green Bay Packers. Is he a good head coach or did he just benefit from two MVP seasons from Aaron Rodgers? I think it can be yes or no. Yes and no. Like his offense obviously works, right? Because if yeah. it didn't, Aaron Rodgers wouldn't have had those MVP seasons. Yeah. But I also think there are other things with LaFleur that kind of raise him up. Yeah. Um, I go back to his days in Tennessee as an offensive coordinator. Yeah. And this is this is a funny story uh back from my fantasy football days. I talk about them like they're so long ago, but I mean I quit that league and it does feel like forever. But um I drafted Derrick Henry out of college and I sat on him for two or three years while Tennessee rode DeMarco Mori's corpse into the ground. Yeah. And uh the year after Matt LaFleur came on Derek Henry and Dion Lewis were there. And uh, you know what Dion Lewis looks like. You know what Derek Henry looks like. Matt LaFleur was like, you know what? I'm just going to give Dion Lewis the ball. Oh, yeah. Because, um, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I have a quote. And it said, until you get the pads on and really go through the preseason, I look at them both as 1A and 1B. I feel confident in both of those guys. They both bring a little bit of different qualities to what they do. But I think we've got two really good backs that we're excited about. <laughs> How on earth do you look at Derrick Henry and go, you know what's a good idea? Not giving him the ball. Like, like really, like Mike Vrabel's just like, cut my dick off. You don't give Derrick Henry the ball. I got to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, run the ball. Yeah. And he's still doing this with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. So... I don't know. There's that Buffalo sideline interview where he looked like shell shocked. Just like, uh, yeah, um, we're losing. And, um, yeah, Aaron just yelled at me in the locker room (laughs) and, you know, maybe that will help him too. 
Like, oh, I'm sure of that, like massive personality. It might be like, okay, I am running this team now. This is my team. Yeah. I'm sure that's how a lot of players felt when Mike Zimmer left. Like, yeah. Okay. We can, we can breathe now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Matt LaFleur seems to, his teams kind of just seem to like cower in the playoffs. Like I, I don't, they have, they have home, home games, home field advantage, and they lose to like the 49ers. They lost to the Bucks. Like that, whenever they get to like the big stage, like they do find they're like they're like the the, the Braves from the nineties, where like they would just yeah. do awesome in in the regular season, and they get to the playoffs and they suck uh, for whatever reason because they're playing good teams. Uh, and I did look up the Packers' record against winning teams uh, since twenty nineteen when Lafleur was hired, and they're fifteen and fifteen. So they're five hundred. That's okay. I think they were three and six last year against teams with winning records. Um, Vikings, by the way, one in six against teams with winning records in 2020. That was terrible. They did much better last year. Um, yeah, yeah, the jury's kind of out. Like you said, his uh, his stint in Tennessee was odd. Like that offense wasn't good, and then he got hired to be the head coach for the Packers. It was like this is weird. Like that was that was during the time when like oh you you shook Sean McVay's hand. Oh, you're you're gonna be you're gonna be hired because you. You you talked to him for five minutes. They did work together. I understand, but like that was the time they, where like, uh, the Vikings also did the same thing. So we can't correct, really... correct. Yeah, I, yeah. And that's worked out so far. Um, yeah. Zach Taylor is another one who I was like, I have no idea who this guy is. And then <laughs> he worked with Sean McVay. It's like okay, and then they went to the Super Bowl. So like can't can't blame him. Um, but yeah, it's, it'll be interesting to see. It's kind of like when when Brady left Belichick. And everyone's like, who's going to do better? And it's like, Brady obviously went and won the Super Bowl, so he did better. But like, I never thought Belichick was going to like fall flat on his face. They, they haven't been terrible. They've been mm-hmm. able, able to get by. But and that's how I think the Packers are going to be. I think they're going to be, they're not going to be the, one of the best teams in NFC, I don't believe. But I think they'll still be able to hang in there and then play spoiler and maybe maybe sneak into the playoffs because um, they still have plenty of good players and their, their, their home stadium, that's an advantage. They have... A, a good place to play in venues and crowds being there all the time. So I think they'll be all right. Uh, I did put in the the thumbnail, though. Should the Vikings be worried about them? What do you think? Should they be worried about them? Or Oh, totally. Yeah, I think I I wouldn't dismiss them. They have they still have a lot of good players. Like we kind of crapped on Christian Watson a little bit. Yeah, we didn't crap on Christian Watson. <laughs> crapped on the idea that he's Randy Moss. Or Justin Jefferson. Than Justin Jefferson. Um Aaron Jones is good and AJ Dillon is good. Like they don't yep. they, they don't Bakhtiari? have um, what's that? Is he, they still have Bakhtiari, is he or is yeah. he still hurt? What's he do? what's going I on? I mean, his knee might be like ribs in an air cooker right now, but <laughs> or air fryer right now. I botched that line, but that's air okay. Cooker. Air cooker. <laughs> I'm gonna use my air cooker in just a little bit to there reheat some pizza. Um Ooh. They don't have like an elite. Oh my God, he's a problem player now. Like Aaron Rodgers was that player. Now they don't have him, and like everybody's kind of like, Does Jordan love that guy? Got Jair Alexander. Uh, yeah, a couple of guys. Jair, who they've got like down eleven first round picks two on safeties over the top the entire game. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got they've got like eleven first round picks on defense, and <laughs> they're still yeah they're still the one Super Bowl. Um, but yeah. I, I, you always got to worry about the Packers. Uh, not so much the Lions. Not so much the Bears. It's very much like I will not. I will not dismiss the Packers until like they're dead, dead. Like yeah, okay. until, until like, they're like, like they're like Jason Voorhees. Like you know, yeah. you throw him in the river, you chop both limbs off, and whatever. And next thing you know, he's like got a machete in his mouth, <laughs> like trying to you know 
Yeah, I think a lot of people think they're going to just become like the Packers of the 80s who were like really bad. And I'm just like, I, I'm not so sure. It would be awesome. It would. But yeah, I, but I feel like it's wishful. Jordan thinking. Love was, he was the first round pick. It's not, yeah. it's not, this isn't hand the keys over to Brock Purdy. I mean, that worked out pretty well, but like, this isn't just like some random guy or a rookie that they're, he's been in the, in the system for what, four years now? So yeah, it's not like he's coming into something totally new. Uh, that'll do it for today's show. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe, like this video, uh, follow the Vikings on Vic- the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. Follow the Vikings too. They, Sure, why not? They need more followers. (laughs) Um, The audio version of this podcast will be available in the morning on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, wherever you get your podcasts. But until next time, Chris and I will talk to you later. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.